Coming at you live again with another episode of Dad Bods. We hope everyone has had a great week of work. We just want to go ahead and give a special shout out to a few of our international listeners. We have some people in Brussels, Belgium. Dad Bods going global. A few listeners in the country of Chad. Chad. What's, what language do they speak in Chad? I don't know, but someone <laughs> someone there understands English or is learning it from our podcast, maybe. And then we also have, it was Rolox. I'm, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Poland. So, oh. I mean, dad, dad bods. International. International. We're going global. Folks. Worldwide. Yes. Worldwide. We're going global. Happy Friday, by the way. Thank you. Happy Friday. Friday. We, we've worked really hard this week. Um, Corporate we weapons. This. We deserve this. Um, was not much of a corporate weapon today. I'll be very honest. Friday, not a lot of work. It's done. Um, I think less than ten emails probably today. Ooh, I had to guess. Must have been some really lo- <laughs> long, long emails, one letter at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, it was very, very boring. Not a lot got accomplished, and some pretty wild weather too. Oh, I mean, tornadoes coming through. I think it's already passed us, but uh, shout out to our listeners in central Kentucky, Frankfurt area. Might get pretty bad. Um, so T's and P's to y'all. While, while you guys are huddled up in the basement, go ahead and just, you know what? Connect your phone to the speaker and just play a little dad bod to calm everyone down. Yeah. Just our soothing voices on here. Listen to us bitch and moan about the world. <laughs> talk about the world. Talk about sports. Um, our sports teams suck, first of all. Yeah, our teams blow. I mean, Auburn and like, Kentucky. Kentucky uh, came out 30-pieced Auburn and then lose to Vanderbilt. Just horrible way. They're still in the tournament, but kind of just whatever. Like, can't wait to go to, like, maybe the Sweet 16. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, and Auburn came out, blew a 17-point lead against – Alabama in the second half. I mean, lost in overtime. In the wise words of Bruce Pearl in his post-game press conference, we got smashed down there, smashed in the paint that he was, was referring to. That was great. That honestly. was an. I mean, that he, showed me like he's heart. Fed, <laughs> he, he's fed up about these bullshit SEC refs, as I'm sure many other fans are out there for other teams. Doug the Schaus. SEC officiating is just. Absolutely horrendous. But what what else is? Oh, Alex uh, Murdo. He uh, was guilty. You know what's weird is that his name is spelled. It's Alex. Yeah. Like normal spelling of Alex. Well, really, it's Richard Alexander, but he goes by Alex. A L E X. But he says Alec. I don't like that. That's fucking disgusting. I don't like. Like it's people, not how you say yeah. your name. And then it's it's. He says it's Murdoch. No, it's Murdoch. Yeah. Like, it's a GH at the end. It's, it's, what, it's, it's it. what he committed. Whatever. Murdoch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, double, by the way. But listen to this. Um, very deep analysis done by uh, a double homicide <laughs> expert. Orenthal James Simpson himself <laughs> had some comments on the trial. Expert testimony, if you ask me. That is expert testimony. And my favorite part is in his video, he said, oh, you can just tell up there he's lying on the stand. <laughs> and then he basically said, he basically said, he 
actually referred to his old he said cases but i think we all know what he was referring to one in one in particular yeah, one in particular where it was like you know they caught a cop lying okay we all know what case you're referring to now orenthal <laughs> yeah. but um and he said you know once you get someone to lie up there on the stand once that's how you lose the jury what great te- – I mean, that's just analysis at its finest by Orenthal. Listen – Love the juice. He's, he's made it through before. He's an, yes. ex- he's an expert on how to beat the case, whether he did yeah. it or not. I yeah. mean, we'll never know. I think, you know, Alex just had – Alex. Alec. Alec. No, Alex. <laughs> I will call him, by the way, his name is spelled Mur- Alex. Murdah. Um, I think Alex, he just needed to take a – he needs to go back in the film room. Um, He'll probably appeal, whatever. Well, he'll he'll have about probably, what, 80 years? um, So he'll have to – watch the film? So in order to get out of jail, he'll have to die now, come back to life, (laughs) die again, (laughs) and then after he dies, come back, and then he'll be good to go. Okay. So that's what he'll have to do. It's like the Chinese – I'd imagine he'll appeal. It's like the Chinese reincarnation where you keep coming back as different things. No, but no, but yes, but he'll have to come back as himself though okay. these times twice. By the way, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, he'll probably appeal, and he probably needs to watch some film on O.J. Simpson. He'll have a lot of time. Yeah, he'll have plenty of time to break down film. If you, you by the way, shout out to the uh, if you guys haven't watched the documentary on Netflix on this whole Alex Murdoch family oh, or him and his family, it's fucking wild. It's great. Like. Very sad what happened. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. very, very sad. Like, I couldn't even fathom the thought of killing my own, my wife, and then let alone my own kid. Um, it's just a horrible situation. But there was shit leading up to that that was just fucking wild. Their whole, their whole story, insanity. I mean, because they're from like a small town. I think it's Hampton County, South it's Carolina. It's like a small county or something. And yeah, they had just a shit ton of money, so. Dude, they had so much power. I heard it's like descri- the fall of an empire. I heard it there. describes like their family was like the judge, jury, and like executioner. Yeah, they in the were. County. That's so like-, like they would be on the 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 way that I understand it. Now I'm not big in the legal world. I'm not. You know, I need to brush up on that probably. Um, hopefully, I never will have to. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Me uh, too. yeah, apparently, like they work for both the defense and the prosecutor. Like. They had, you know, skin they can, on each side. They controlled. The yeah, like, they controlled what was going on. And it was for, like, generations and generations. And um, it's a very interesting documentary. Um, it makes fucking you, piece it, of shit family. Um, it makes you wonder. I'm so glad that Alex dude's gone. And I'm so glad that little empire and that little town is crumbling. Or probably it's already crumbled. So it makes you wonder. God. What did the re- like? What did they get away with like before? Oh, like yeah. the past, the past oh, generations. Oh like, my god! And if for all those that have watched it, my money on like the big secret keeper was Randolph, the granddad, Alex's ooh, dad. Yeah. Um, I think he had all the secrets, but sadly he's dead. So I think he went to grave with went to the grave with a lot of secrets. Um, which is kind of, which is like kind of cool to think about. You're just oh, like, yeah. you know, like about, you'll like, never like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, things that like no one else. No, knows. no one will ever know on this planet. Yeah. Ever. It's kind of like, awesome. No matter what. So hopefully that piece of shit, you know, dies or dies with slow death. Um, fuck him. Fuck the Murdoch's in general. Honestly, it's, I'm glad they're all going away. What else happened this week? Anything else? Our boy. Our boy, AB, 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 bought the uh, what was it? The Albany 
uh, <laughs> what the fuck were they called? It's an arena football team. And his dad played for him. Yeah, and his dad, no, his dad was the, um, the Albany Empire. Albany Empire. Speaking of empires. No, his dad was like <laughs> the vice president of football operations for this Albany Empire team back in the 90s. Ooh. So this so, is, a, this is yeah. a Brown family dynasty. This is an empire. Yeah. That's- this is another empire, the, I mean- the Brown Empire. The Brown Empire. Do you think um, AB is going to suit up for him? I think his career is probably over on the field. Too much CTE. Um, too much CTE. I don't think he got it from the BBC. Okay. But I, because I've, I, you can go back on his Snapchat and you can tell he he likes women. <laughs> um, just a, just a guess. Shot in the dark. Yeah. Shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he bought an arena football team. Um, shout out our boy AB. Um, just a great. Great dude with money. Great investor, if you ask me. Arena Football League's back. <laughs> I mean, is that is that going to be our our back of the week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the Albany Empire, AB, and the Br- and the Brown Empire, the Brown Empire, the definitely. birth of the Brown Empire for sure. Well, we have a great interview mm. coming up with the mysterious fun stat. We've had a lot of people guess on who it is. A lot. I don't think not a lot of people one know. person has gotten it correct. I've had maybe a couple people get it right. Really? Like not two. that I've seen. So then, not a fun stat. It's not a stat. What I said that was wrong. You just got I'm fact an idiot. checked. Actually, yeah. one person, uh, two people, two people have gotten two it right people. to me. Two people. I haven't seen one or I haven't talked to one yet. The mysterious Mister B. Mister B. Is everyone ready? Are you ready for him? Oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello there. Is this the mysterious Mr. B? It is indeed. What's up, fellas? How are we doing today? What's up, Mr. B? (laughs) I'm so excited to be on here with you all today. I know you all um, wanted to get this podcast up and rolling early, uh, earlier, I guess, than you all did, but um, honored to be the first guest on the Dad Bod podcast and Uh, uh, excited to see where this thing goes. We're honored to have you, sir. It's an absolute honor. We're very excited, and without any further ado, should we get into our topic of discussion today? Let's get into it. Let's Let's do do it. it. So we have our three favorite, or most exciting in our opinions, sports scandals. Mm. As the guest, Mr. B, would you like to lead us off? Yes, I will start out. uh, I don't know if I would say mine are the biggest but it's like i guess some that kind of went we kind of looked over or went were or i guess kind of unknown maybe i like it um low-key so the first one um is blood gates i love i love blood anything (laughs) gate is just unbelievable and the word blood Uh, in there too i mean yeah i mean you know it's gonna be a little uh a little sketchy but um it's English Rugby League. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going true deep. psychopaths. Yeah, we're, <laughs> international. We're, we're, we're diving deep here. We're diving deep. True psychos. Uh, so the, the team trainer bought blood capsules from a prank shop, <laughs> and their manager requested for him to give them one of his players a blood capsule so that they could made a, make an extra sub because they were out of substitutions. I love it, honestly. Which, that's, that's genius. Yeah. Uh, Anything to win. Anything. I mean, That's why I'm a big ima- fan of like, steroids. 
Yeah, like, just like in college basketball, coaches should start doing that and get flagrant ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime someone touches you, just bite it. Like, yeah. oh, he's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah, seriously, just slip him a little blood capsule. I don't even know how those work, really, but. Yeah. I mean, if imagine you bring one of those to the bar and like bite it around some hot girls, they're gonna come check on you. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Spin zone. Spin and, zone. And, the, and they lost the game anyways. Oh. So what fuck. was yeah? What was the point? What a bunch of losers. So like this team like actually sucks. Then they yeah, couldn't I even cheat the their way to victory. They, <laughs> they still cheat and they lose. God. That's, yeah. They should be relegated, honestly. <laughs> like, should be minors. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess your, we'll just go. Let's hear your number one, Howie. All right. So we're going to throw it back. Not too long ago in 2010, um, Eastern Conference Final, um, King James, LeBron James, that is. LeBron. LeBron James. Um, he didn't play so well against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, I can't remember his exact stat lines, whatever. Um, and everyone's kind of wondering, you know, what, what was going on with him? He definitely wasn't himself. After some deep diving, emphasis on deep, it was found out that Delonte West, <laughs> the oh, guard no. for the Cavs, was fucking LeBron's mom. <laughs> this is all alleged, by the way. Um that he was having relations with his mom. Sexual relations. Yeah, sexual relations. <laughs> um, and you know, I, you know, LeBron. I feel like at that. How old would he have been at that time in 2010? Um, let's see. I think he's like 37 or 38 right now. I mean, like you're you're. He went 20... to the league at 2003, so he's 25. We'll say. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like 20... you're 25 years old. Like you're the face of a franchise. And you just found out your mom is sleeping around with Delonte West. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be too focused on the game, I'm a, honestly. I'm just, oh, absolutely not. I'm assuming you all have seen the videos of Delonte West, like, recently. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the one of him, like, riding the horse? Yes. <laughs> Was that, like, a Dr. Phil rehab? Doesn't Dr. Phil, like, send his people that come onto the show it's like he said like catch me outside girl to like a ranch and she rode horses (laughs) it didn't work too well obviously (laughs) well it might have she's like a millionaire now (laughs) but dr phil's probably embarrassed of that but yeah delante west apparently was screwing i think gloria is her name gloria james allegedly Mm -hmm. please don't come after us lebron you're a scary man (laughs) in the wise words of stephen a smith who was on crack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm going to go ahead and bring a little heat here. The 2000 Paralympic Spanish basketball team. I mean, that is unreal. So they had they won the gold medal that year in the Special Olympics. And one of their players later blew the whistle on the team Mm. said that 10 of 12 players on the team did not have any kind of disorder so like were they just like not good enough to make it on the real like the like the normal olympics team and they were just like we're gonna send you i imagine it's probably like like it's probably like team usa playing like a jv basketball team yeah probably that's, like, really fucked up on a lot of different levels. Yeah, you have to stoop really damn low, too. Yeah, yeah to, like, fake that you have a disability 
to win the like that's they pretty cl- fucked they cl- up. They, cl- <laughs> they claimed fake mental disorders, and they also had five other athletes. Spain did that claimed other disorders and won like medals too at the games. Jesus, cheat to win. I mean, this is yeah, yeah. I but mean, would I, you even be proud? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just seems pointless. Were you? these doctors like these psychologists that came up with these diagnoses? Were they like held accountable too, or <laughs> I would paid hope under so. the table? Did they, are they like people with like emotional support dogs or something? <laughs> Those were my favorite people to see on campus. Like, it was such an excuse to have a dog in the dorm with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you – so, let's say, like, you go win the gold medal. You come back to Spain. Let's say they have a parade for all the winners. Like, like can you, like, get drunk and, like – like, you're going to act normal. Yeah. Like, you're – they're going to be, like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. He looks <laughs> like a normal human being. Yeah, like, it's like if you're caught at, like, a tin roof and you're just, like – talking to a chick she's like oh didn't you win like a paralympic games and you're drinking that's really cool and it's like oh yeah i'm like normal as fuck (laughs) actually (laughs) i just yeah that's that's just horrible honestly let's let's hear your number two mr b what kind of heat you got for us i'm gonna i'm gonna sweep into the uh olympic games here thanks for joining me yeah i'm sure um a lot of people have heard about the Ryan Lochte thing, but I feel like that was just kind of so swept over. Like, it yeah, happened, it, and then yeah, just like there kind was of no was, discussion. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of like just uh, like talked about for that weekend, and then it was just like, oh, whatever. I kind of yeah, I, I kind of remember it, but I might so, need you, I might need you to enlighten me again because I kind so of so basically him and some of the other U.S. swimmers. I don't know who the others were, but they got drunk in Brazil and went to a gas station and caused a bunch of damage and got in a fight with the security guard. I don't know if the security guard was, like, working at the gas station or, like, just happened to be there. But if there was a security guard at a gas station, the U.S. should kind of look into that probably. Um, But then they got back to the Olympic Village, and he told police they were held at gunpoint and robbed to cover it up. And because they got in a fight with the security guard, he got, like, all beat up and stuff, I guess. But I, that just seems like a like why would you ever stretch it to those to those limits? Like that is excessive. Like how much damage did you cause? Did you blow up the gas station yeah. that you're like we yeah. kind of held at gunpoint? Yeah. I mean, like, well, you caused like a, maybe like a, a thousand, a couple thousand dollars worth of damage. I mean, like, how many vapes did they steal? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, and the thing is, like, if he if he came back drunk and beat up a little bit, like. I mean, he would still be able to compete the next day, right? Or, like, whenever his... Yeah, they just, like, cup him, right? Yeah, give give him those cups. Yeah, give him the cups. Also, like, the the Rio Games, weren't those, like, deemed, like, one of the worst Olympics ever? The Rio uh, Olympic Games? Yeah, because they, like, destroyed a bunch of slums to build these stadiums. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the Olympics where Lamar Odom went to the brothel? Like, the USA players went to the brothel? Or was that a different one? Oh, I think it was. Oh, I forgot about that. Actually. I think it was that one, that wasn't one. it? Speaking of scandals, See, that's a, a yeah, Lamar. I mean, we could probably have a whole episode on. I could talk about Lamar yeah. for hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I think the Rio Games was like deemed one of the worst Olympics of all time. That's what all those countries do is they just like build these stadiums, just like yeah. in the middle like of Dubai, just impoverished areas. Well, not Dubai, but 
They build but, it like, in, they, like, like murdered. Like they build it in all these like shitty workers, cities with like terrible building regulations and like they, there's no yeah. safe. There's no ocean. There's no oceans. I guess yeah. I was going with Dubai was more of like there's just no safety. Like they just work like slaves over there to build these stadiums, and for what? Just like have a little bit of glory, and then it's called like, sports. And then you wait 15 yeah. years to get the next one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Probably uh, longer, honestly. <laughs> All right, so my number two, um, I mean, this is a this is kind of a sad one, but, like, it was one that really, you know, it was, like, one of the first, like, big-time scandals that I remember because I was, I was a kid. I grew up watching this dude on, you know, with my granddad and everything. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, like, it's not really talked about because of, like, some other sadly recent things that have gone on with him, but Tiger Woods, his uh, – sex addiction that he used to have um back in the day uh yeah he would get with like hookers escorts porn stars i, I believe we know someone we know of oh, one we of do the indeed. We, we, do indeed. we have a connection we have a connection to one of the women that used to lay around with old tiger we do um <laughs> but yeah i mean like it was it, it, it's kind of like, after, like, all that comes out, yeah, it's, like, really embarrassing. Like, he had to make a statement. Went away from golf. And, like, people said that he would never win another major again, um, like, for the rest of his life. Like, he probably wouldn't win unless he went to, like, the senior tour or something. But the fact that he won a, a Masters after that was pretty cool. But, yeah, that was, like, one of the first scandals that I remember. Just because, like, Tiger Woods was such a noticeable – like, he was just such a big figure – uh, that was a pretty big scandal growing up. Was uh, Tiger Woods' sex addiction? Sex addiction. Yeah, big. I'm I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this, and Mr. B's uh, approval rating might not be mm. too high. But I'm not a fan of Tiger Woods personally. Ooh. I'm not a golf fan. Ooh. I'm not a golf fan. Ooh. But I'm coming out hot and saying it. He's coming out oh. swinging, man. I, he's not like I like more of the younger guys now. But I think like growing up watching that dominance. Um, from an athlete, I mean, uh, there's a very un- unreal stat where, like, in the early 2000s to the mid 2000s, his win percentage was 33 percent on the two. Like, that's unreal, unreal. I mean, with fiel- with golf. fields that are that big, that, yeah, that's... to dominate that many people in a weekend, there's oh, over no doubt. He's, and over he's... and over. But yeah, I mean, that was just one of the biggest like athletes to like see fall from grace, kind of. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty big one. Tiger Woods getting caught, you know, having some relations outside of his marriage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw it back to the 2001 Little League World Series. Mm. Mr. Danny Almonte Mm. threw 79. He was throwing absolute heaters. They compared him to the big unit. (laughs) They said he was the mini unit. He was the next great pitcher from the Dominican Republic. He threw a perfect game, but then it was later revealed. He was too old, and they faked his birth certificate. Those assholes. I feel like that happens every year in the Little League World Series, and we just don't know about it. Yeah. Like, I might catch some heat for this comment. But, like, he came from the Dominican Republic. I mean... 
like Albert Pujols, no one knows how old that motherfucker really is. (laughs) There's no telling how old. There's really you can't really tell how old some of the some of the citizens from there are because they don't really keep very good records (laughs) over in the Dominican. Yeah, no, there's like you Shabazz Muhammad who like played basketball at UCLA was like a one and done. Everyone thought he was eighteen or nineteen. I can't remember where he's originally from, but then he went to the NBA combine and like he had to get all these legal documents and all this and come to find out he was like 22. And so like his draft stock plummeted because he was a little older, but I mean, imagine you're the little league world series is what 12 years old. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, imagine being like 14. You're like, you're getting pretty into puberty at that point. Like, he was just taller, bigger. I mean, he was throwing 79, which is... What's that in MLB? It's 102 in MLB terms. Good God. Jeez. I mean, no wonder he <laughs> threw a perfect game. These kids are... These kids haven't even had a chance to eat their Wheaties yet. <laughs> Do they swing drop threes in the Little League World Series? <laughs> like, there's no way a, 12, like a normal 12-year-old can just, like, get a drop three off his shoulders and be able to make contact with a 79 mile an hour fastball. I don't even, I mean like I, I I'd like to think I eventually could like get that after a couple pitches. I mean, dude, from the distance that they're pitching from. Yeah. That's like 60 feet. That is. <laughs> they're dirt. so, they're so close. Dude, you think you can hit yeah. a one Oh two fastball, like on a normal field. There was a, there was a team in the little league world series a few years ago from Chicago who had like six players that were too old. And they got their title stripped. Oh, I think I remember that actually. Yeah, they were so good. But also, like the Little League World Series is kind of like lit. I'm not gonna. No, lie. It is, but Japan's <laughs> always in the title game. You know, I know, you know Japan you, just dominates. You know, you can bet on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's really. Just, that it's, seems like it's really on illegal. sports <laughs> You can bet on twelve year olds. That's kind of absurd. I, I feel like I actually did know that. See, like sometimes I have to like sit myself down and be like. Dude, you're getting mad at like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. If you're like sitting there getting mad at 12 year olds. <laughs> how do you how do you do research to bet on a 12 year old? Well, like be about it or like, like do, a, you, do you do you DM them? I, oh, I, I did see a, okay, I saw a video about this. On Twitter. Japan's in it every year. I mean, they're safe. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a video, I think it was on like Twitter or something or Instagram. It was some guy who's like, you need to DM the, the Little League World Series kids. That are in it, and for like the team you bet on, and I be like, used to DM a kid. Listen, but listen, <laughs> be like, I'll send you a fifty dollar Fortnite gift card, a bunch of V bucks, if you throw the game. There's okay, absolutely that's, no that's, way I'm getting caught DMing a twelve year old. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's like leading into my next topic, and that has jail time written on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shit, okay, great. let's do with the lead in then. Let's see <laughs> what it is, Mister B. <laughs> so, mine, my next one is, which this one happened in 1998, but like, I honestly never even heard of this Throwing until last back. year when I saw the documentary on Netflix. But Arizona State men's basketball point shaving. Oh, I think um, I, I think I also it was, love, it was on Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. And I, I honestly never even heard of it until then. But their point guard, Stephen Headache Smith, what a nickname, by the way, um, was $10,000 in debt from gambling himself. Oh my God. And so it was good friends with this campus bookie. And so this bookie, the last four regular season games, is like, instead of you paying me back, 
like I'm going to throw some out on this game and you all just can't win by X amount. So like if they're like a seven point favorite, like they would like squeak by and win by five or something. So, so like this, so headache Smith didn't really like know what a spread was then. So like this dude would just throw out a number and headache Smith would just like go with it. Like he didn't really know. Essentially, yes. But he was in debt from, I don't know if he was gambling on sports or something else. Good God, 10K. Could you imagine being a college kid being 10K and like, okay, like you are in debt after you graduate from college. Usually most people are, but like, that's a lot of gambling. gambling. (laughs) Yeah, but that's completely different. Like if it's because you you don't know who your bookie is and they could, yeah, you never know what they're going to do. But so Mr. B, would you, uh, would you point shave if you were? approach absolutely absolutely not oh he threw in the nod at the end i thought he was gonna say yes no no he he was supposed to be a first round draft pick in the nba so if he would have just continued doing what he was doing i mean he could have paid the guy back without anybody knowing eventually but he ended up serving jail time so did the bookie and a couple other players and they got caught because people were showing up to Vegas with like duffel bags of money to bet Washington spread who won four games all year. <laughs> and Arizona state was like a top 15 team. I, re- so. I remember that the bookie was like, he was going to a bunch of different casinos every time Arizona state yeah, would play. Yeah. And he would go to the different casinos and bet like just under the threshold that the IRS yeah. or like FBI cared about. And he'd go to like each casino and do like instead of a million dollars, do like nine hundred thousand. Yeah, on like the same exact bet, and eventually I think they figured it out. Yeah, because I think at a certain like amount of winnings you have to do. I I don't know all the rules with well, that. I mean, but. It just goes to show you, like Vegas knows. Like yeah, they're 100%. they are gonna keep track. Do not try to get away with this shit, guys. Yeah, it essentially took them. It took Vegas two weeks. It was over four games. That they caught Damn, this it thing took that off. short of a time. Four games. Yeah. Think about what the technology Jesus they have now. They Christ. might be able to they might be able to figure that out after one game. Oh, easily. Probably. Yeah, probably. I bet eh, I feel like there has to be like somewhat of a pattern. Like it I feel like there has to be at least two games for them to like. Yeah, but if your best point if you're if the best player on a good team all of a sudden like starts playing like shit and just and like wins by like just enough and does it a couple times you're like eh. yeah do you think like headache smith was ever like kind of an asshole and he was like i'm gonna make him sweat this <laughs> well so, so the last game they ended up beating washington by 18 so everybody lost their money on that game oh so you think there might have been a mole then i don't know but i think from the documentary i'm pretty sure he got because they were up like around that point spread and it was towards the end of the game. And so he had like no control of it at that point. Jeez. And so it, then they ended up winning by like, they extended it out to 18 and the spread was like 15 or something. If, but, I, think, I think if I recall too, yeah, there so, was like, they were all the, some of the basketball players, he got like a few of his buddies in on it too. Yeah. And they were like rolling around in like Cadillacs and jewelry and shit like that by the end of it. Yeah. So, but for them not covering the, or they did Basically, for them not throwing the Washington game, he's probably in jail and in debt at that point. <laughs> yeah. so Double whammy. Dude's, dude's an idiot, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so mine is a is a very well known one. Um, a lot of people like to make some jokes about it. Great documentary on it. If you haven't watched it, um, we're gonna go up to South Bend 
a little bit ago. Ooh. Oh, no. Manti Teo. Oh, no. <laughs> Catfished. That's just, uh, that was just brutal. I mean. <laughs> so, did, I got a quick question. After watching the documentary, do you respect him a little bit more or do you think of him less? Okay. I like that question. I kind of feel bad for him. I feel real. I, I feel really bad for him. I do. Um, but it, like, dude, you got to do a little bit more research, man. Like, but there, they, I don't know. There was like, fa- so there tough. was like Facebook so connections yeah. and things he had with some of his buddies, yeah. and they were like, yeah, like I know her. Yeah, I I feel bad for him. Bottom line, um, and I think that I think. Didn't it come out like he found out about it before the national championship game against Bama? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Bama was going to steamroll them anyways, but he definitely did play like absolute shit. Like, that was the worst game. Like, they showed film uh, before and after – or before – yeah, before and after the scandal came out, and he didn't even look the same. Um, and, dude, like, when he was at the combine, he walked out and, like, getting just harassed by the media. Dude, I can't imagine. I mean, like, oh he's just like, I just want to get to my fucking car. Like, and you know, you know, like, here's how fucked up it is. He was just as confused as everyone else, too. Yeah, seriously. Like, people couldn't go up to him and be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what the fuck? He's probably like, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, I don't think he, he – after the documentary, he clearly didn't, like – lie about her dying just to get like national attention and all that which we all thought he did yeah Yeah, exactly from the beginning but but i think that's just like human nature kind of like we want everything to be a bigger deal than what it is like he just got catfish like yeah i guess my first statement that i made like you got to do better research but like there was it was so in-depth dude and that was before like social media was huge too do you remember the part where like he asked for her to send a picture of like a sign that said something specific and yeah. she like somehow the person like I can't remember how she did it. Yeah, she I, I think got it was dropped the sign onto No, I think yeah, I th- no, I think she got she got him, her to do it. Yeah, or he or she whatever she is now, oh, that's whatever what they it was. are that's now got was. the actual photo of the girl to yeah. do it. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, like see like stuff like that, I could see how he got a little little trick, but there was always like the nuances of like they were trying to meet up and there was always an excuse or yeah and then also like you can't just say like to the world and like that's your girlfriend you've never met her you know yeah like eh. (laughs) was she sending him fake news female voice was insane oh my god yeah when they did that uh i think it was uh shout out dr phil again dr phil um he did a little special with i think it was a guy at the time still um, for all those that don't know, Manti Teo got catfished by a dude, but now that dude is now a girl. So there you go. But I think it was back when she was a he, and Doctor Phil like put her put him in a room, and he just like snapped into character, and it was insane. Like I would have gotten fooled one hundred percent. Should I bring it up to my number three now? You. Going to the 1985 NBA lottery. This is around the time that uh, the Knicks were not very good. And they were trying to bring back the franchise a little bit. Have you heard about this one, Mr. B? I've, I've heard about it, but I 
don't know anything about it, I don't think. So no. supposedly the commissioner, Mr. David Stern, I believe his name was. R.I.P. He did die, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Pretty recently. They wanted the Knicks to get the first overall pick. Hmm. And so they used to do an envelope system back in the day. So supposedly they froze the Knicks envelope so he knew which one it was. So he wouldn't grab that one till last and therefore would guarantee the Knicks getting Patrick Ewing, which would bring back basketball to the New York Knickerbockers. That's I feel like so they took Patrick Ewing with that pick, you said? Yes. I feel like you could somehow like when was that found out that that happened? It's not like a hundred percent confirmed, but I feel like it had to be like either a like they had to do the pick really fucking fast or b like it was fresh out the fucking freezer because if it thaws <laughs> out like i mean you could, it's gonna be probably a little soggy <laughs> i mean you could you could tell if it's a little colder though i mean yeah but i mean they had to do that thing there's, fast there's, like it had to be rapid fire i then. mean there's a reason why they have a ping pong ball system now and it's done done by a third party and not associated yeah. with the nba at all i was about to say an envelope yeah. just has corruption and especially yeah. when it's an in-house thing, and like now it's like a neutral third party that does it with no affiliations. Mm-hmm. Like the league, I mean, it's an entertainment league. At the end of the day, they can they can do whatever they want. Same thing with all the sports leagues. We never know. It looks They'll real. They'll do we whatever it real. takes for the big do you markets. Think, exactly. Do you think uh, you think NBA should like do away with the lottery system? No, I think you need it. You think you need it? But I do think. See, I don't like really know the NBA that well. I do think you can. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well, Mr. B. Victor uh, Wembayana, or y- Yaya, whatever his name is, the French superstar center. There's no way they let him go to somewhere like Detroit. He's going to be in a big market this year. and He'll be the number one pick. I wouldn't be shocked if someone like Houston or someone like that, who's a big market, mm-hmm. gets that first overall pick. Because they're not going to stick him in Orlando or Detroit. They're just not. Yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. But with the lottery system... I definitely think it should, because then if you get rid of it and you're guaranteed the first overall pick, I mean, you see it in the NFL a little bit, but those teams usually just suck. But teams will just start sitting players like the the Sixers when Trust the Process started. They were just clearly tanking. Yeah. But you, they still had the lottery system, but the odds were higher to get a top pick. Now, like, I think you only have like a 25% chance if you're the worst team in the league to get the number one pick. So, so um, I, I don't even know who's currently slated to have like a top three pick right now, but I couldn't if I had to guess Wimbin what however you say his name. Um he'll be injury prone, first of all, but I bet you he ends up in French a big or weak. Too. I like it. Um shots at the French. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nothing against the kid. I hope he's good, but look at Chet Holmgren. I mean Oh he's, oh, he's got glass bones first season. I feel, like, I feel like if I blew on him real hard, I mean, he's he's down for the count. That's an ankle. So um, so we're sitting here talking all this draft talk and, and whatnot. Um, we're in combine season, folks. Oh, yes. We are. Combine season. Do you see that Georgia guy, that Nolan Smith, was an absolute freak at the combine? Yeah, I ran yeah. a 4-4-4. Four, four, four. That's uh, – Yeah. And cool. Did you also see he said teammate? that Georgia, they do more with less? Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I love the mentality of some of these programs. They're, I mean, like Georgia, 
Bama. Dude. I mean, also the Chiefs and the NFL. They have this dude. They're these coaches are so good, and they make them put a chip on their shoulder. There is some like Soviet Union propaganda going on <laughs> yeah, in, in Georgia right now. Like they all think that like everyone doubted them, and it's like y'all were favorites to win. Y'all were probably second to Bama this year. Quit saying yeah, that what? like every no one believed in us, huh? Well, it, I feel like saying we do more with less is even crazier than saying we were expected to win seven games. <laughs> yeah. They have a top three, at worst, top five recruiting class every single year. They're the yeah. flagship university in the state of Georgia, which is a top three or four state for high school football and talent. And then, like, their schedule this year, oh, my God. Their, like, hardest game is probably Tennessee. And then after that, the it's probably Auburn and Kentucky. Yeah. And Florida. Auburn, Auburn's like new head coach, so like there's no telling. Like they won't be back. You at freeze. All. Yeah, but like still, Tennessee is going to be their hardest game, and it's going to be at Tennessee. So that'll probably be a fun game. But Jesus Christ, to say that like I mean they could still blow them out by forty. We don't know exactly. Like, yeah, and it's still like I hope it's a fun game, but it's still going to be like it has full potential to be a forty piece from Georgia. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if. Everyone's on this Joe Milton hype train for Tennessee, but he's got an absolute cannon. I think he'll fit in well with uh, with that offense. But I mean, like, I mean, it's good. It's cool to have a cannon. Chicks dig the long ball, but chicks, chicks do don't dig. dig guys, but chicks <laughs> also do don't dig guys who throw sixty yard interceptions. I love the. They sh- like it better if they're TDs. I love the shout out and reference to. I believe it was Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox Atlanta Braves commercial back in the day. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's like a minute. Basically, it was during the steroid era. All the chicks you know are just like locked it? in on Mark McGuire. Mark and McGuire, Bonds. that's right. <laughs> they were all locked in on those guys, so they went on a little training montage. I didn't see. A, I didn't see a Cincinnati Reds in that commercial either. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> for, for you listeners, um, I, I'm a Kentucky boy. I'm I'm a Cats fan. I'm a Reds fan, and I'm a Titans fan. So that kind of explains it for you. But okay, it, so yeah. Go on. No, no, you go. You go. All right. Um, so I brought up the draft. So where is everyone's respective teams at in draft order? So Packers are at 15 right now. Falcons are at 7 or 8, I believe. Okay. The Titans are at 11. So should we All say right, who So we... let's just say first pick. First pick. Um, let's go with Mr. B. What do you think? Like number one well, overall I, pick? No, you're the first pick I for your team. Oh, for your I team. I think there's only two options. We're, I think we're in like somewhat of like a fifty percent rebuild. I don't think we're going to tear the team down or anything, but I think we'll win max six or seven games next year. But we either need to trade up and get a quarterback God. because <laughs> the Jags, Texans, and Colts will all have their franchise quarterbacks at the end of this draft, or we just need to move back, get more picks, and that just that eleven spot. I don't. We need an offensive tackle. I don't know if there's one worth taking there, so I would probably trade back if I had the option, but go out and get a quarterback, get CJ Stroud. I like that. Oh, so you're going with, you're going with CJ from uh, Ohio state. Yeah. That, as much as I want to say Levis, I feel like he, uh, I think he's got the second highest ceiling behind Bryce young, but I think CJ Stroud or will Levis. Uh, I would take Stroud. Okay. But I'm saying Levis has the, 
second highest ceiling probably behind Bryce Young and then floor he could be even worse than Anthony Richardson but we'll see also do we think Anthony Richardson's the truth folks I don't know I mean it's he's just he's got that body that all the NFL GMs love I mean so does Will Levis they both have cannons but I mean Levis has shown it on film a lot more than Anthony Richardson has I mean but he's got that freak athletic body that all those old white GMs just get horny for. He, he's like, he's like hurts in a way, but hurts is even like way better of a passer in college too. Yeah. And he's pretty, but, he put it on tape at least too. He proved that he could, you know, manage an offense and do it. Anthony Richardson hasn't really proved that he just has the no. potential. God, that game against Kentucky last year was the thing of beauty throw on that tape and pick him number one. I was at that game. It was great. That was great. I'm going. So Falcons are, I think, seven. I feel like I'm. this is the same thing I say every single fucking year. We need an edge rusher. We need an edge rusher. We need a fucking edge rusher. Oh, wait till Moshville. <laughs> I mean, Tyree Wilson, the guy from Texas Tech, is probably going to be the best available option there. Um, I, I, I think I either want him or, you know, I mean, I, I'm not really – set on Desmond Ritter being the franchise quarterback, but I don't really love AR-15. I mean, if Mm-mm. if Anthony Richardson is there at our pick, I, I think we, we'd probably take him. I, I think you give Desmond Ritter another year. But I would very, yeah, I would very much be in favor of picking an edge rusher, and then next year the quarterbacks are going to be – I mean, Drake May, Caleb Williams. If you have Desmond Ritter and you suck, that's awesome because you're probably getting yeah. top two, top one quarterback without having you, to give up capital. Where are you sitting and on And you can make your right roster now? better, too. What where, do you where are you sitting with Pitts? Because, I mean, like – He's a beast. He's just been he is, a little bit. Yeah, but, like, a lot of people were just talking about, like, how y'all's coach just doesn't really use him enough, really. I mean, it's hard when our quarterback yeah. has, like, maybe – a millisecond to throw the football. Yeah. And also we had Marcus Mariota. Sorry. What, Sorry. What a, guy, what a guy. He's just not a passer. And like, I mean, it's just, he, he's going to be good. I think the problem is you got a top four, you know, top four pick and Kyle Pitts and you're using him to block. That's not what he's supposed to do. He's yeah. a pass catcher. He's a playmaker. He's yeah. dynamic. He's electric. Same thing as Drake London. You need them in space. You need a team that spreads it out and throws it. Mm-hmm. Not a team that wants to run it up the middle 50 times a game with three different running backs. Yeah. Or maybe we also trade for Lamar Jackson and get a quarterback, Mm. too. Mm. See, that's another thing. It's going to be interesting to see where some of these quarterbacks fall. Like, looks like Carr is going to go to the Jets, but I don't think Lamar is going to be a Raven. I don't think think he will either. I think it's tough. But, okay, we want to talk about controversy and QB drama. Green Bay Packers? Yeah, seriously. Green Bay Packers, good God. Um, I mean, it's just going to be another year of disappointment in the draft. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, we're probably going to pick at 15 Brian Branch safety from Bama, even though we should probably get a wide receiver because I, I really want to – I'm going to research this probably overnight, how many drop passes we had as a team this year. Um, it was pathetic. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, another dude that's back. He just got out of his dark cave is exploration. He, is he coming back to the Packers, though? You know, everyone was saying, you know, Jets, 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 all this noise, and now, you know, Derek Carr is um, – Derek Carr is now, like Mr. B said, he's now rumored to be, like, the favorite to be at the Jets next year. Dude, like, Aaron Rodgers says it a lot. 
you people like the media just doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's just a wild card like that. He's he just likes he I know he's a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> like he's a prima donna. Like I get it. Like that's just how he is. But he he'll never let the media know his next move. Um but mark it down, he will be playing for the Green Bay Packers next year. Wow. Is that is that your hope? Do you want that? Um Fuck! I mean, I think you should. I, yeah, I mean, he brought. I mean, he gives us a better chance to win than Jordan Love for sure. Oh yeah, I'm I not, mean, I'm, like, yeah. If I want to win games, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers back there than Jordan Love. At some point, do you move Jordan Love or like, like how how much longer realistically is Aaron Rodgers going to play? So like, I love I love Packers Twitter because they always love to do this like tear jerking, you know, heartstrings. Oh my God! Look at Jordan Love. I mean, it's just like when Aaron was under Brett Favre. No, stop. <laughs> like Jordan Love hasn't shown, shown shit yet, at all. Um, I think eventually, like, I think you got to sit down if you're the Packers GM. You've you've got to sit there and say, all right, it's either Jordan Love's our guy or we're trading him. Because if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, you trade Jordan Love. Or Jordan Love yeah, becomes a starter, and Aaron Rodgers is gone. Obviously, like yeah, Jordan I mean, Love cannot sit the bench for another year. What's this is going to be his what fourth or fifth year? His fourth. Yeah, I mean, like first of all, whenever you, whenever you all drafted him, that probably said. I don't know if you all were just preparing just in case, but like that usually means like at least by year three he'll be playing, which obviously he didn't last year, so. This kind I mean, of, his, this kind of feels like the Brady Jimmy G situation. Yeah, you just gotta get. You just either gotta, like yeah, you said, you gotta either dish him or play him because that pick looks. It's just getting worse and worse, really. Because the value on Jordan Love, the older he gets, is. I mean, if you traded him right now, you'd probably get like a third round pick, maybe. Yeah, and like Second maybe round. you know, Con kind of or Acon referred to it earlier. Um, you know, if he does, you've got to trade him or maybe not. whatever you do with him. I mean, next year you have Sam Howell and Caleb Williams and company coming into the draft. So you're going to have a great QB Did class. You say Sam Howell? Or not Sam Howell. Drake May. Drake May. I don't know. I think I was thinking of Sam Howell because of uh, – North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Drake May and uh, Caleb Williams and company. Like, you got that stacked class coming in next year. So – I mean, what about Danny gotta, Dimes wanting forty-five guy. million dollars? Yeah, that's outrageous. He's fucking. Yeah, high. I would not do that. He is fucking high. I wish I could find a job in this country that I could it's do just, at a mediocre level, yeah. mediocre to bad, and make forty-five million dollars, and literally be carried by the guy behind you, Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dayball, like he was trash before Dayball got to New York. Dayball, so by the way, is a hell of a coach. No, he's great. Yeah, I love him honestly. That fat baldy. Another classic guy there. that was a Bama OC. It was just, I mean, where was he before he was at Bama though? He went was Bama, he in the Bama NFL? to the Bills. No, 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 no. Was he like in the NFL then went to Bama? I don't know because I don't think he went through like full on saving rehab. I don't think he failed anywhere. <laughs> and then I love a good saving rehab. Oh, love it. I think Charlie Strong's going through saving rehab. Yeah, he's an analyst. Again, again by the way. Second is, or third time? Yeah, he's in remission, or he was in remission. Now he's, <laughs> now he's Old Charlie Strong. Old Charlie Strong. What a flop at Texas that was. Ooh. Ooh. 
Should we do our picks for who we think is going to win the Power Five conference tournaments and the Big East as well? The Big Six. Let's do it. The uh, Power Six. What we got first, Akon? We got ACC. Mm. I'm taking Miami. Love the way they play. Love their guard play. I think they match up pretty good against a lot of teams. We all know guards can help carry you in March. Going the U. Mr. B. As much as this pains me to say, and I really don't think they're that good. It just it's been a wonky year. I'm going with Duke. Oh. They're uh they're playing a little better. Um the freshmen are starting to click a little bit. I don't think John Shire is a very good coach, honestly, but I think they'll yeah. I can see them winning the ACC and then winning a game in the tournament. Yeah, kind of really just uh just very disappointing year for that for the head coach at Duke after especially because he was like he was Coach K's right hand man and for him to kind of lay an egg like he has this season just kind of I mean there was gonna be shitty. an adjustment period. We all knew that, but But I just like if you look at outside of Houston They've only lost two games. Kansas has lost five. But there's a, like, Tennessee is number 12 in the country right now with eight losses. Like, it's it's just been a – there hasn't – the top is not that separated from the – the cream of the crop isn't really the cream of the crop, I guess. Yeah, like, there's a lot of it's teams very in the widespread. There. It's going to be one of the craziest tournaments, I think, in a very long time. This this could definitely really be a, a Cinderella story type year. Yeah. For someone to make a Final Four run, maybe a championship run, Butler-esque. And you saying Cinderella, give me the Louisville Cardinals to oh. win the <laughs> Good Lord. Just kidding. Give me the uh, – they're struggling of late. Give me Virginia, um, the Cavaliers. Ooh. Um, I just love their ball coach. Tony dude. Bennett. Tony Bennett's a stud. I think he's a great coach. He he really I can't really say that because they did lose to a sixteen seed not too long ago. But they they won the natty the year. Yeah. I mean like they, they get I mean they he gets the boys playing when they need to. They've been kinda you know, they haven't been, you know, taking care of business like they should as of late. Um just give me the Virginia Cavaliers. I believe in Tony Bennett. I really like him. He'll have the boys ready. Big ten. Damn. I'm going Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis. He's such a stud. He's very good. Indiana's just, I guess everybody is, but Indiana's just so up and down. I I don't know what to make of them, really. And I'm hoping they're going to give me the up, the big time up in the tournament. (laughs) Who do you got, Mr. B? So this is a classic. This is a team that... Seems always almost like Syracuse used to when they'd be like an 11 seed in the tournament and go on a run. Michigan. They're on the, they're currently on the bubble. They lost a tough one last night. Um, They play at Indiana Saturday. I I would say they probably lose that one, but they'll need a big, big 10 tournament run. Um, Hunter Dickinson turns into Nikola Jokic in March. So (laughs) give me the Wolverines. Um, it depends on seeding, though. I, I looked at there's six teams that are 11 and eight in the Big Ten, so I have no idea how. I think they're that, they're the two seed. I think. Correct me. They I, they were before last night. Okay. Which so is I, I don't know how that tiebreaker is yeah. going to shake out. 
and like what their seed will be. So that kind of may change my pick, but I like Michigan to go on a run at least. Juwan Howard knows how to get it done in March, almost all the way. Almost. <laughs> um, so, you know, this thing about it's hard to be a, the same team three times. Ultimately, Indiana will probably have to be Purdue for a third time. So I'm going to take the Boilermakers Ooh. to win the uh, Big Ten championship. But B, uh, Mr. B mentioned it. Uh, make a deep run. I might sprinkle a little Maryland. Ooh. A little Maryland action. I like it. I like it. Their coach is very uh, – Kevin, I think it's Woolyard or something, came from Seton Hall. He yeah, great, great man. I like him. Uh, Maryland's been kind of up and down, too. They've looked really good. They've looked They've looked really bad, bad, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I think Purdue, if Purdue, I think they'll win it all. But be on the lookout for those uh, pesky Maryland Turpins. So, my big 12 pick here, this one I was really torn between. I mean, it, it's too easy for me to say Kansas here, but I was really torn between – the Horny Frogs of TCU mm. and the Kansas State Wildcats decided on mm. TCU. Mm. I know. I, I just, I mean, I think anyone in the Big 12 can win it. Can yeah. Win the conference tourney. There, there's a bunch of teams up there that. It's the best conference in basketball this year. They've beaten each other up yeah. week by week. Going with the Horny Frogs. Let's get a little horny. Horned up. <laughs> what you got, Mr. B? I will go with – I had Kansas. I, I think they're the most complete team in college basketball probably. Would agree with but, that. Yep. Um, I think that game in Allen Fieldhouse with, with them and Baylor a few weeks ago is going to leave a bad taste in Scott Drew's mouth. Ooh. They got a very, very good guard play, and they have like four guards. Um, their bigs are very average, but Kansas doesn't really have bigs. They kind of play small ball, so I think Baylor matches up well. Give me Baylor. I like it. We're riding Scott Drew this March, baby. I love that pick. I love it so much that I'm going to ride it with you, actually, Mr. B. Yes, I love yes. Scott Drew. I love him. Love him. Bring him to Kentucky, actually. I, I would say he's a top three. Top three. Top three coach? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, definitely. The big I, I would love him at Kentucky once once oh. Cal hangs up. Yeah. Give me the Baylor Bears, by the he way. He knows how to run a program. Give he, me the Baylor he knows Bears. How to run a program. Baylor Bears. All day. Big East. I'm going with my sleeper to win it all this year. Oh. One of my two sleepers. I got Miami's my first sleeper to win it all this year. Oh. My second sleeper, the Yukon Huskies. Mm. Love the way they play ball. I think they've been tested this year. Their defensive efficiency and offensive efficiency is right in that that zone you want for some of the past winners and teams that have won it all before. You, mm. you got there's there's not too many teams that are in that zone. UConn's one of them. Love the Huskies. Love the way they play ball. Smart basketball. I want to see Sonogo go ham in March. Give me the Huskies. Mm. Love that coach, by the way. So I'm going to go – I also have UConn. Um, they kind of hit a rough patch midseason. Hurley missed a couple games or something. I can't remember what it was for, but I um, feel like they got their mojo back. They've won four straight now. 
I'm getting some flashbacks of Kimba Walker in the Ooh, garden. Cardiac this, Kimba. Oh, cardiac Kimba. He, Ooh, he, kill him, he broke us Cats fans' hearts a couple times, mm. but um, Shabazz, I got man. UConn. I, I really like Marquette, by the way, in the tournament. I think they're a tough matchup, but I just don't think they'll win the Big East. I do. I, I do like Marquette as I well. Was, we were, I was torn between UConn and Marquette. Um, God, this is never a good sign when the whole panel says the same team. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, I mean, just give me the Huskies. Oh no, I hate to say it. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I kind of want to change. <laughs> Can I pick Creighton now? I mean, shit. that was my I, sleeper. I was, that was my sleeper. Was Creighton? I, was, I considered Creighton too. But what about Xavier? Sean Miller can coach. Yeah, Xavier. They've looked dude. But they've been kind of losing like some shitty games recently. How much? Yeah, do you, they, so when <laughs> Sean Miller's on a sidelines in a suit, how many gallons of sweat do you think he could? How many bu- gallon buckets he could fill during you, a full game? Do you think he's, like, the most thankful for, like, coaches going more casual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, do you, I mean, you could argue Buzz, William, Buzz Williams probably. Buzz oh, Martin. God. <laughs> oh, Bruce Pearl still would wear a suit every game? Oh, I mean, it was – you could see that sweat from your, when you're sitting at home, not even watching the game. You can just feel it. <laughs> yeah. But Buzz Williams, like, coaches have slowly – gone to like the more you know casual look and buzz williams just refuses i mean he's the wearing vests <laughs> i i hate that little vest he wears it's so I metrosexual know. and he's and he's got horrible colors too <laughs> well speaking of the sec my pick to win the tournament sec tournament is actually the texas a&m aggies so wow but i think buzz williams got a big he's got a bad taste in his mouth from last year i mean they're they're a tournament team they're second in the sec he played really well in it last year as an underdog i love their guard boots radford i mean he's a hard worker that's why they gave him the nickname boots because they they say he'd walk to class with boots on walk blue collar blue he runs a buzz williams runs a blue collar program he's got blue collar players oh Blue they don't get phased collar. by anything. Runs don't phase them. No. Give me the Aggies They're in the scrappy. SEC tournament. Mm. Let's hear it, Mr. I B. actually have Texas A&M as well. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of seeding that still has to be decided, but Texas A&M's locked in at the two. Um, I think this whole Brandon Miller thing with Bama, um, we've k- kind of seen it, but they're starting to play a little more sluggishly. I don't think they'll win the SEC tournament. Tennessee lost Ziegler, but I still think they could. Um, I think if Kentucky gets a three seed, they have a decent chance, but they'll have to go through Texas A&M. So give me A&M, and I don't know about Casey Wallace yet. So I like that. I think I mean the last three games Bama's played, they won in overtime, I believe, at South Carolina, at home against Arkansas in a tight game, yeah. and then at home against Auburn, and they won in overtime. And they should have. I mean, Auburn was up seventeen. Yeah. Um jeez. Are you going to go A? Don't think, go A&M. No. Okay. No. Good. I'm saying a team to watch out for those Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. Um I I, I think they're starting to play a lot better ball. I think team I don't know why, but I feel like people just kind of dismiss them at the beginning of the year and then me and Akon were actually watching them against Baylor um about a month ago ish 
and played good. It was like, dude, this team's starting to turn a corner. You can definitely tell. Nick Smith Jr.'s um, back too. If they get, if yeah. they get that eight or nine seed, which they ideally probably want, they yeah. want. I think, I think they think they can beat Bama, and I think they yes. can beat Bama. Yes, 100%. I think that would be the perfect spot for them as the eight or nine seed. Yeah, and then I, I would Bama. agree. They they looked awful the other day against Tennessee, but I think it's just a matchup thing. They're better if you want to. If it's a run and gun team, kind of like Bama, Arkansas will. They can't shoot very well, but uh, Nick Smith helps. But they, I don't. They just if like they that match up with like a Tennessee, maybe not. But I think Arkansas. I'll actually say it. Arkansas, if they are the eight or nine seed, will beat Alabama in the SEC tournament. I love it. Ooh. I love it. Ooh. I love it. Oh man! What because I was gonna pick Bama to win the SEC tournament. <laughs> What'd you say? I was gonna pick Alabama to win the SC tournament. <laughs> oh dang. Um but no. Um geez, I really hate to say this, guys. Give me Buzz Williams in the Texas AM. Oh, oh my god. We're, we're fucked. I mean, none of these are good. We're none toast. of these are good. None of these we're absolute are toast. Win. Unless we're geniuses. I've never had anyone tell me that before, yeah. and I don't think that's gonna start soon this month. But I was I was intentionally trying to be a little different on some of these, but have some logic behind it. But UConn and A and M have just there's no way now. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're fucked. We're so toast. Pac twelve. I'm gonna go with UCLA. It's a pretty boring conference. I'll be honest. I really don't there's give. There's really shit. only flip a coin between the two teams. Honestly, between Arizona and UCLA, I yeah. really don't give a shit about it. I probably won't watch any of it. No, won't watch a single give fucking me second. Jamie, unless I bet on it. Jamie jo- Jaquez Jr. Give me Mick Cronin. He's such a little prick. Murray State Ledge. Give me UCLA. Keep it classy. San Diego. Give me the Wildcats of Arizona. Thank you. Um, Good pick. I think I they play actually tomorrow. Um, Arizona won the first matchup. I think they lose tomorrow and then get the rubber match in the conference title game. Ooh. Their two bigs are really good. Um UCLA plays somewhat small ball, but I don't think they'll be able to keep them off the glass. I love a good rubber match. So I'm not going to lie. I flipped a coin for this, and it landed on tails, and it was Arizona. Oh. So I don't give a fuck about the Pac-12 as a conference yeah, in any it, sport. There's going to be like no parity, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's like we all know it's going to be UCLA or Arizona. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, more than likely. It's like <laughs> – gross conference i hate that conference in all sports well they i mean they start at every game starts at 10 or 11 o'clock yeah i mean it's pretty fucking miserable i have to go to work the next day sir what about what about the west coast conference i mean i wonder who's gonna run through that gauntlet yeah Uh, give me saint mary's yeah fuck gonzaga i hate so i'm so glad they suck this year drew timmy's only been playing college ball for i think like three years yeah but it feels like it's been 20 years he's had a whole career yeah hit i so like the mid like it's gonzaga's not as like they haven't rolled through the season like they have in years past i feel like it could be a little bit of a blessing for them i could see them going like you said like less pressure but i could see them going on a Big run, just less pressured. Yeah. And they'll probably be like a three or four seed. Um, this is a so perfect we'll year for that, I think. Okay, so like yeah. now that you guys – I kind of want to like – one more thing before we go. And then we'll wrap it up. And then we'll wrap it up. Um, the You kind of mentioned it. 
it feels like Drew Timmy's been there for years. Who's like one player that you feel like played at a college like way long, like before COVID and all that, when you just got like damn near unlimited seasons? I have mine right away, right away. Shabazz. I feel Napier. like I know yours. Shabazz Napier from UConn. I feel. Oh, like I was I, not going to say that, but I watched him. I feel like I watched him play for minimum twelve years. I feel oh, like he he tore. It's because he torched Kentucky twice. Okay, that's probably why. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, I but feel like... he he did play forever, and he was too like. I think it was just because he was too small, but yeah. it seemed like he shouldn't have stayed in college for that long. Yeah. I feel like me and Mister B might say the same person here. I have a feeling is here is yours a white guy from the Big Ten? It is not. I know exactly who Mister B's is. Brad Davidson from Wisconsin. I feel Good like God. he played oh, for yeah. them. For maybe a oh. hundred years, the king of the charge, some say. I mean, he's the typical. We're going the other way. We're going the other way. He's the typical. Remember white that dude. game? I mean, Western lost to oh, them on that. Well, I think it was on a when, charge at the end of the game. Yeah, but it was on an inbounds pass or something. Yeah, it was a, oh, it was yeah. a charge on an inbounds pass. Yeah, we did. The ball wasn't even in the in play yet. And then I think they beat him. Western beat him the next year when they were at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that game was awesome. That was electric. That was cool. Uh, so I, I kind of want to see if I know Mr. B's. Take a guess. Guess the conference first. Big Twelve. Yes. Kansas. Yes. Center, I know exactly. Center. Who center. Good God. I thought about this one like, too. Speaking of checking birth certificates, the old man. <laughs> the old man. I think he was 30 when he got there. Yeah. I mean, he left at 40. That hairline. I, I like Bill Self as a person. He's a g- great coach, but God. I feel like there's a Kansas always has those guys, though. Dude, that hairline that he had. We're talking about oh, Perry Ellis, God. correct? Yeah, Perry okay. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not hear me? Oh, no, I did yeah, not. Sorry. Perry, uh, dude, that hairline. I mean. Gosh. Brutal. And I, it, it might just be because. With uh, Howie, me and you being Kentucky fans, we just see guys just go in and out all the time. Yeah. Now the transfer portal, I mean, you don't see guys stick around very long, but um, those the, it just always seems like freaking forever for some of those guys. Dude, that guy, I he was he was the ugliest looking man. I think it was because like he was forty and he was playing with twenty year olds, so he just didn't look like as he had three cool. kids he had to go pick up from elementary yeah. school after yeah. practice. Not, I mean, not not preschool. We're talking. He might have had a kid pushing middle school. I yeah. mean, by the end of it, seriously. Yeah, no kidding. Oh man, well, great times, great times. I think that's all we have today. Thank you, Mr. B. Thank you, Mr. B, for your your presence. Thank you for having me on. Um, Look forward to the next time. Hopefully a March Madness preview or something. I think we might have to do it. Educate the listeners. A little bracket breakdown. Oh, yeah. You know where to find me. (laughs) See you, Mr. B. (laughs) See you, Mr. B. All right, guys. Appreciate it. See ya. Thank you to all our listeners today. Love y'all. We look forward to coming back at you again next week.